0: And that time my eldest sister was 14 years old, the one before me was 12, and I was the shy 10-year-old who really hoped and prayed no one would ask me to do this job. But the 14-year-old sister said, it's not for me, Father, and he respected that. The other sister didn't really communicate with anyone, and he just more or less bypassed her, and then he came to me.
1: Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal on what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right, where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Mike Maloney. Okay, welcome back. This is episode 42 and you're listening to the Get Real About Business podcast. And I am so excited today because we're talking what I think is one of the most interesting and most important subjects, which is all around public speaking. If I think about the one thing, if I had to put one thing down to any success I've had in business, whether it's as a business coach or as a trainer or as an employee in other people's businesses, the one fundamental skill that has carried me furthest is around public speaking. And it's one of these areas that some people really embrace it and other people find it so, so difficult. And what you might not realize is that actually when we record these podcasts, one of the things that I do sometimes is I will line up a set of interviews where I will record an interview after an interview after an interview. And, and this morning, just before we sat down to have a chat with Kayla, who I'm going to introduce you to in a moment, I had an interview with a lovely lady called Nicolene Hosinger. Now, Nicolene was talking just about networking, and you will hear that podcast, but the interesting thing was is that the thing that comes up again and again is this this confidence to speak, and ultimately, it's your ability to share a message that is the thing that will carry you most, and we, we think all the time about marketing, we've got to get our message out there, because what you do matters, it really does, and, and therefore, one of the most important skills is, is around messaging, but... Um, that's easier said than done for a lot of us and you know I still recall my early days the first time I ever had to speak was when I was a little boy at Sunday school. It was terrifying but we all have to start somewhere and wherever you're at right now whether you're somebody who's already confident with speaking or perhaps you've never done any public speaking before there is a reason to get behind this and today we're going to help you work out how you get started with public speaking how you can start using presentation skills to convey your message and connect with people. This is all about how you make an impact through the use of public speaking to build your tribe and your business. Now to help us with that today, we have my friend, Kayla Connolly. Kayla has a a really interesting story. Welcome to the show, Kayla. Oh, thank you, Clive. It's really lovely joining you on this sunny morning. Sunny morning. Do you know what? It's, I've been up so early. I've been sitting here at the desk and recording and everything. I didn't even notice the sun had come out. It is sunny. All I can see behind you are
0: the angry birds. But beyond that, it is sunny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you kept, Ken's referring... I've got some angry bird teddies right behind me on a window sill. behind. So, um, <laughs> perhaps that shows my level of maturity.
0: Oh, bless you. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> Keeps me bouncy.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Now, you're going to help us today to go through and unpick this topic how we go about using public speaking to build our tribe build our business and one of the things that i find most fascinating whenever i meet people i want to find out what their story is and you and i we've sat down and we've talked and obviously i know what the story is but you have a wonderful story we always like what's our origin you saw um, a lot of the x-men films lately they're they're talking about the origin stories Wolverine had his no doubt there's going to be more in the future and so Kayla's got a wonderful origin story you are from a finance background in banking how long in banking I was in banking for almost 15 years 15 years you're not one of those stuffy bankers um, (laughs) stereotypical stuffy bankers actually I've never met any stuffy bankers but I'm sure they exist Um, yes Public speaking is not something you just switched to, it's you kind of found it again. Yes. When you think about your public speaking, where that started, that was when you was a little girl. Yes. Ten years old. Tell us the story. I was a shy little
0: girl. I'm one of four girls. And you can imagine my household very busy because my mother is super bossy. And my dad used to call her the boss. <laughs> but one thing, you never ever back her. Whatever she says, that's what you do. And every Sunday we had to go to a Pentecostal church with my mom and we would all get dressed, leave the house by eight o'clock, we're at church nine o'clock until three. And my poor mother had to rush home and cook the fantastic tasty Jamaican brown stew chicken with rice and peas. And that means she would grate the coconut and squeeze that rich milk out. And it takes a long time. So dinner, you would smell the dinner cooking, but you just can't eat it. And for a while we got really impatient. And one day we were all dressed for church and we looked at our mom, we folded our little arms and we said to her, mama, We're not going back to your church. And she was surprised. We were like three little girls talking to her that way. And she said, let me tell her something. None of you will stay in here on a Sunday. Go find your own church. And I think my mother really set us up as leaders at that time, though we didn't know. And so we went to a series of churches. We went to the neighbor's church. She was a Seventh day Adventist. We went to the Methodist church, the Anglican, you name it. I have been to all those churches. And one day we decided to go to the Catholic church in the nearby town where I live. And we got there and we loved it for the simple reason. Church started at 9, finished at 10, and we could go home and watch The Count of Monte Cristo on TV. Oh. We would watch. <laughs> we had the, 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 the JBC, the Jamaica Broadcasting Corporation. Right. And the Sunday schedule was pretty similar to what happened in the UK. And we'd have dad's army as well. And I think maybe, are you being served? But all of that would happen on a Sunday. So for me, I felt like I had a good balance of Sunday. I went to church, did what mother wanted, I could come home and watch some TV and chill out. Not before long, the priest realized that three girls were at church regularly. And he approached us. Father Brian said, I'm looking for a reader in church because the older girls are moving on. Some of them are going to Kingston. Some of them are going to college. But we need new readers in. And that time, my eldest sister was 14 years old. The one before me was 12, and I was the shy 10 year old who really hoped and prayed no one would ask me to do this job. But the 14 year old sister said, It's not for me, Father. And he respected that. The other sister didn't really communicate with anyone, and he just more or less bypassed her. And then he came to me. He said, Kayla, can you help? And I nodded because I was so shy, very introverted, and really struggled to communicate at that age. But I kept doing the reading and it seemed to be going well. But the big feast day came. It was Palm Sunday. I saw my father polishing his camera lens in church because his daughter will be reading soon. Father Brian had a big grin on his face. Everything looked well that day. 400 people in the church, and I stepped up on the pulpit. I started to read. Pretty soon I realized the congregation muffled, Mm -mm, meaning no in Jamaica. What do you do when you're 10 and you've made such a big mistake? I kept reading. What was you doing wrong? I was reading from the wrong page in the lectionary. It wasn't the right Sunday reading. It was all wrong. And I looked in the congregation and I called out a name of, of a man. He, he, he was like a father figure at the church. And I said, Mr. Bramwell, can you please help? And he ran up and found the right page for me. And I continued that reading. Wow. But I felt terrible. I knew I let myself down. I knew I let my dad down. I knew I let the priest down. And after mass, he did what they say in Jamaica, give me a piece of his mind, <laughs> meaning he'd, he'd really tell you as it is. And he, he really told me off, really. And I was so annoyed with myself. I was upset with him. You know Jamaicans say they're vex. I was vexed with him, right? <laughs> and in my way to rebel as a young girl, I decided I'm not going back to church. And I was at my father's studio and uh, photo studio, and a parishioner came and and said, "You, you had a falling out with the priest." And I, I explained what happened, and he said, "I think you should come back. Don't give up on what you do because you do it well." And I think you really enjoyed, which was true. Even though I was so shy, it felt like I was—I had a responsibility. That was my little job on a Sunday. And I went back to reading in the church. But what really brought me further along the path was I started high school, Mapen High, in Jamaica. And my principal's name was—is Mr. Freddy. And as soon as I got there, he would say, Miss Mitchell, can you move the vote of thanks for me, please? And I always looked startled. I always say, me, sir? And the response was always, yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Can you get on with it? Because Mr. So-and-so will be in the auditorium in the next two minutes. And I would sit there, and wait for Mr. Freddie to give me that nod. That's the cue, that it's your time, Kayla. But within all that time, my heart was beating so much. And it was six years he sent me on that stage. of Off the auditorium or, you know, I was up there for six years and I was the valedictorian for my graduating class. So I did all that public speaking and forgot about it completely. And in 2011, after a series of setbacks and redundancy in the financial markets, I, I was so frustrated. Someone said to me, why not try Toastmasters? And I got there and I, I just start really enjoying this thing. And then I started to represent my club at competitions write tall tales. I started writing about home, like summertime at granny's house. And the unwelcome guest, which was the way I saw storms and hurricanes in Jamaica. And I realized we all had creativity in us. That's, that's really how the journey started. And then I started building on what I know. I got mentors and coaches to pushed me further along the path and I joined the Professional Speakers Association and then I started my
1: business. (laughs) I I just, it's it's so fascinating. It's a brilliant story. Uh, Thank you for sharing it, Kayla. I just can't help but think back at the age of 10 and and you mess up, (laughs) you mess up. (laughs) in front of the congregation um, and yes. then you get <laughs> you get a good ticking off a 10 year old little girl who yes. stood up and had the guts to to stand and speak in front of everybody else i think what a grumpy old priest <laughs> but I, I i remember as well like you know i had to do the same thing and it's shared in a previous episode that when i stood up to speak i had to be rescued from the stage i just could not speak i got through the first maybe like a couple of sentences. and So I just, it's so terrifying. Yes. I think one good thing came from, from the
0: whole situation. Father Brian, then he is now my event planner. (laughs) If someone comes and they're running an event, I understand. Be prepared, be ready, know your message, do your research. But the good thing from what happened, I was sent on to a younger priest and I would read for him on, a Saturday evening. So my pronunciations were sorted out, my pauses, and he taught me to raise my voice. That's when I understand, or understood, I should say, inflection and intonation. That's what I need to make everything roll and seem exciting.
1: (laughs) I've been sitting here listening and noticing how you do that very thing. And actually, you're a great storyteller which is a mark of any good speaker, bringing stories into um, to a presentation. And uh, I think you did that really well. So you've had those early years learning. You had, um, okay, maybe it was a bit hard on you, but you did learn some key things there around preparing, getting everything done. So there were yeah. some, some good takeaways, even if it was a time in which we were very young. That's true. But then 2011, that's when the big change happened. Yes you decided to get into public speaking and then Toastmasters how long did you do Toastmasters for? Seven years. (laughs) Seven years in Toastmasters?
0: Seven years because for me it's it was it was like going to the gym or, or doing something I really love there was nothing that I think oh I can't get there this evening once once a month I would I would always show up I take a part I'll just be there. I I really enjoyed it. And I remember one evening we gathered there and they said, tell us why everyone in in the room had to say why they love being there. And I got up and I said, because this is where my soul feels at home. And I didn't know those words were even in me, but I knew that that really came from me. That's where I feel at home. And branched out to help people because we all want to be heard
1: I think that's true and I I guess it it links with my next question for you which is you know it's okay maybe some sometimes people like the stage and they like the limelight and and presentations and public speaking gives you the opportunity to do that but I guess my question is like why why should it matter to us if, if we're not the kind of people and I'm not, I, you know, I'm really, I'm not interested in fame or becoming some celebrity. That's, you know, that's just not me. It's just not a driver for me. Mm-hmm. So why should anyone care?
0: I think it's, it's when, for most people, maybe listening now, we're all business owners. And how can you stand in a room and share either your business story or what drives you every day to to, to get your tribe, to increase your tribe, increase your reach. It's one thing to learn the art of public speaking. If almost every network uh, um, event you attend, you have to do a 60 seconds. And if it's done with a wobble or not delivered in a confident way, people might just not remember who you are. I I have met people and said what is it that tell me what you do and I'm I'm still listening 10 minutes and I I haven't gotten to the heart of the story or the work that they really do and this is where public speaking helps
1: yeah yeah absolutely and you're right people want to be heard and that's for me a primary driver Mm -hmm. is that you want to be heard and also you want to be remembered
0: that's it Yes, we speak for three reasons, to be seen, to be heard, and to be memorable.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't we? Love yes, that. We, we want to be memorable. When someone say, "Can you do you remember that business coach? And right away you think, oh, I heard Clive giving a talk on how he helps his clients. Instantly, you remember. If you sit in that room and you have nothing to say, then it's, it's harder to connect with people It takes a longer time for people to grasp what you do, especially in this age that we live in where our attention span is so short and we have to take in so much information.
1: Yeah. Obviously, messaging, communication, um, how we converse, they're all fundamentally the same skill. Yes. but, But what we're going to be focusing on very much today is about standing up and delivering a talk to a group of people. Yes. So to start us off with, where do you find opportunities for this? Do, they, do people come to you? How, how does it happen? How do you get these opportunities?
0: A lot of times I've been asked. I have been asked. But as part of my, my journey along this, this path, I, I did a women's institute speaking auditions, I did um, a showcase at the PSA, <clears throat> there are lots of opportunities out there and people who run network events are always looking for speakers, true, true. always. So they, it's, it's you being out there. Once they see what you can do, they will ask you to come back. They will ask you to come back time and time again and and that's majority of the speaking I do. That's how it, it happens for me. And even last week, someone referred me or recommended me for a, a conference in London next year. Next year, June—it's—it's it's kicking off. <laughs> but you do have the more you keep doing this, doing your Facebook live videos,
1: showing up, the more opportunities will come. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think that sometimes it's very easy to think that uh, well, they could perhaps listen to you or look at you and 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 see what a great speaker you are, Kayla, and then think to ourselves is that, well, okay, it's all right for you because you're good like this and you're obviously a great conversationalist. I know that we, we've had many really interesting conversations. You're very easy to talk to. And sometimes I know what can happen is that people will look at somebody like you and say, well, okay, you've, you know, it's easy for you, you're natural. But maybe what we need to remember is that actually, you didn't want to do this in the first place. Ten years old, you didn't want to. Do, you was the kind of your sisters all turned it down. You, you had nowhere to go, um, and then you learned this skill. You learned this craft, and it was the same with me. Is that I didn't want to do this. I have no interest in really bigging myself up as a celebrity or anything yeah. like that. Um, that's no, never where I want to take myself. But even if you're scared and find this difficult at first, it is something that not only can you get good at but it's also something that you can actually start to enjoy.
0: That's it. And I started from a, a place of introversion, shyness, not confident at all. And I'm, today I'm speaking to you and I'm, I'm so grateful to my principal and, and his wife at Mapen High because yeah. when I started business college in Jamaica, I would go, Miss, could I come and speak to the students? Oh, yes, Kayla, come and give them a message. And I looked back at the things I said, and I think, oh, my God, it it wasn't really right. But I was in that area of my life where I'm testing a message to see how it unfolds. But for me, from another level, a deeper level, I feel like public speaking or the ability to connect with Any group can heal us. And I said this because my father was very ill in 2016, and I went back to Jamaica. And that's what I said to my principal and his wife. Would it be possible to have a chat with the students just to see where they are and see how I can help them? Because I was the one sitting in this classroom 20 years ago. Yeah. The more you... Go at this, have a go, and keep connecting. You will see the gems within yourself.
1: Yeah. So this is a wonderful opportunity to not only share your message but also work on yourself, build your confidence. Um, so yeah, that's I've never really thought about that. That's quite an interesting perspective. But yes, if I think about um, like my journey, that actually having to speak with other people, having to present in groups, things like that, that has helped me a lot with my confidence. Yes. Now, there's a million questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the first one to ask is, what's the most important thing? If you were going to give one thing that's most important about public speaking, what would it be? It's really, it's really the,
0: the know your audience rule. I, I think that's gold. That is gold because if you're standing in front of a few people, whether it be 10, 15, 20, you have no understanding of how you are connecting with them or why you are there. Why should they really listen to you? Yeah. It's, I worked with a client last week and she wants to photograph, do photograph some Olympians they are they are, they're no longer their glory days have passed so to speak and and they're not feeling good and I said to her they need to be inspired yeah. once you understand how you can meet them you start thinking wow how can I really light up the room and make my time here really worth it so it's, it's the know your audience rule
1: yeah yeah I th- think that's that probably is the perfect place to start because usually what tends to happen and I've been guilty of this for years before I suddenly twig that actually this is the wrong way around. Usually what tends to happen is somebody says, right, can you do a talk? Um, And you say, yeah. And then you say, well, you ask yourself, what shall I talk about? Yeah. And sometimes that's, well, that's definitely the wrong way around. Maybe you can excuse yourself if you already know the audience you're going to be speaking in front of, but, rather than start by thinking what do I want to tell people we have to start with our audience would you agree
0: yes yes it's 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 always a good place and understand why they're running the event as well I I went to I was asked to speak at a summer extravaganza and I, I said to her you know do you have a title for this event since you don't know anything else and you're going to work find out as much as you possibly can yeah Yes, what's, what's the name of the event? Why are you getting these people together? What are they hoping to learn from me on the day? And you start, put everything
1: together. You
0: think, ah, how long should I be up there? <laughs> Overstain your welcome, it's not good.
1: <laughs> so this is really key. And How do you go about learning who your audience is? You, you've said about, it's also about what's the event, you know, what's yes. he's there to do. Do you have a strategy? How do you go about getting that information?
0: It's, it's the event planner. Whoever asks you to do that talk should know more or less everything. And if they don't know everything, you ask them, can you go and find out this for me? We just have to, for my, myself or even clients that I work with, I said, there are times when you can speak from a woman's perspective in an audience, but there are times if it's a mixed audience, know where you're coming from because you want everyone to feel included.
1: Yeah.
0: And yes, and, and on from from that you can you can approach your, your message from a mother's perspective, but you can approach the same message from the perspective of a parent. So you have a balance in the room and the men feel heard and the women feel heard and, and they come away thinking, yeah, that did hit a chord with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that if we know whether they're parents we're speaking to or whether they are university graduates or whatever, that will have, your your talk will need to be pitched a little bit differently, won't it? Um, yes. And it might well be that you're still talking about networking or public speaking or whatever it is that you're doing your talk on, but that will suddenly change. And if, if we don't understand our audience, what we'll do is we'll end up with some kind of very generic talk That is just not really sounding like it's. It relates so well to your audience.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So there's a bit about okay, perhaps understanding uh, what roles they're in. Are they parents? Are they business owners? Whatever. What else do you want to find out about your audience in order for you to give the best talk possible?
0: I I've, I've done talks. There's a talk that um, I've been asked to do over the last three years. It's it's a springboard event for women. And I always ask about these women in the room. Are they employed? Are they going through transition? Are they teachers? Are they university students? Because once you start getting the answers for these questions, you start to pave that message. And the message will be enough to to serve the different Types of
1: women within that audience, yeah, yeah. And that's interesting. Springboard is. That, by the way, if you've never heard of Springboard, it is the most amazing program. Uh, it's a program, it's so like a personal development program for women, isn't it? Yes, yes.
0: uh
1: There is a, a, a male version. I've never seen one run, but I know there's a male ver- like one for men called Navigator, and it's all about help. I didn't know. Have you know that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but I've, I've never seen one run. Um, yes. Which it kind of feels like, yeah. If there's one for women, there should be one for men. You know, equal opportunities and all of that. Absolutely. But it, is, it, yeah. it is the most empowering thing, and and I, I guess one of the things um, I, I can't say I've ever been on one. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been tempted to don a dress and sneak in, um, <laughs> but um, it, it's all about self exploration and personal development, isn't it? And and to do that. I think a lot of that is about working out what are the drivers, what do people care about most, and also what are the things that people fear um, and worry about. And for me, if I'm going to be putting together a, a talk on anything, that's what I want to know. I, I want to know where they come from, who are they, how old are they, what's perhaps you know, like did they go to college or um, you know did they work with their hands? That kind of stuff. That's useful. But yeah. I I also really want to know. Well, what do they care about? What do they want? What are they passionate about? The, those are the stuff that really that drive our emotions, yeah?
0: Yes, yes. That's well nailed. You can tell when an audience is in sync with you, when, when you say to them, hey, here are the five tips Or and you see people get their paper and they start to write. If we, if we really pay attention, you'll see when you turn something in them. And that's always wonderful to see. Because at that point, you know that you're really serving them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is really useful, I think. The first thing we need to do when we think about doing any kind of presentation is say, okay, who's my audience? Yes. And then go out and you say that the event planner is probably the best person to speak to here.
0: Yes. the, the Whoever say to you, Kayla or Clive, can you come and do a talk? They should have a good background information of what's required how long you will be there and and you can set the expectations
1: from that okay okay now for a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs one of the biggest opportunities to speak at you mentioned it before is at networking events yes because you're quite right they are always looking for speaking and particularly for somebody who does b2b if you're like business to business and there's a particularly a huge opportunity there because you might have other people in the room, might want to work with you, but equally B2C customers, that could work for them as well. So thinking about standing up and doing a talk at an event like this, typically they are 10 to 15 minutes in duration.
0: Yeah.
1: So can you talk us through how we can structure a talk to any given audience that's going to be about that length? How do you structure Mm -hmm. it?
0: The interesting thing about a 10-minute is it it can be about your business or it can be about an aspect of your life. And right at that point, you can, you can pave the way to find out, am I here to inspire my audience, give them information, or persuade them, or even educate them? Understand right there, yes, they know who you are and they know what you do. Yeah. But you can you can bring you into it. You can you can flavor it with with maybe your challenges or where you want to take them. And the the first thing is your introduction. It's really starting with an introduction, leading them to somewhere.
1: Talk me through that, then. We want to grab that. We want to make best use of that introduction. How do we do that? You can you can you can open it with a story. Or you can ask them a
0: question that makes them want to jump off their seat. <laughs> it could be because so we have so many facets to our lives. You know, there's a, a time when, when you're ill and you think you wouldn't get better. Or you remember the day you lost your, your permanent job and you, you have to figure out what's going on with your life. And that's how you, you lead them into that, that area. You lead them to that heart. And the, the next thing the story you can take them on to lessons you have learned and you can close it off with how they can have a one-to-one with you how they can find out about more your your work it's it's I see it as sharing the aspect of you and inviting people in for more
1: yeah yeah. it should be so I like that I actually think the strongest opening you can do is usually a story because I think people connect well with stories I love hearing stories yes there's not the only way to go ask a question great um, there's other things what else could you do
0: you could uh, you could get a start statistic that really yeah. but you you the, the thing with 10 minutes and public speaking is a lot of times people might fail at it or not do it as, as well as we can because we think we're just going to go and, as the, the British say, we just wing it. We just stand in that room and it means very little. So we scribble something on a piece of paper and we think, okay, these five points and I'm home and it's never like that. I'll share something with you, Clive, that I don't normally tell people. My ideas come to me in Jamaican patwa.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yes, I write from in the, the lingua franca in Jamaica. The patwa that we speak, that broken Creole. Yeah, broken oh, okay. All my ideas of, I, I have a series of stories that I, I sometimes speak about, and they're called Caribbean stories. They're really lighthearted. One of them is called Miss Matthews' Cow. And it's a story of me going to get the milk for my sister. And I was chosen. I wrote in the story that I was chosen for the official milk round because I was the stout one in the family. When, when you're pudgy, Jamaicans call you stout. Or, <laughs> they, they'll outrightly call you the fat one or the stout one. And that means you're sturdy. You can, you can run two yeah. miles to get the milk and back. But all my ideas and my creative, my the, the place where creativity takes place within me is from broken English. It's all broken. And I have to type it back in English <laughs> to see if it makes sense.
1: That's really interesting because um, you, you speak so well in English. Um, and uh, um, I know you're from Jamaica. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you speak completely fluently, but all your. Th- the thinking of the ideas that comes to you?
0: All the ideas. When I thought of the unwelcome guest, which is my account of a hurricane, it, it came to me like I'm in the house, I'm smelling the breadfruit that my mum is frying because outside it's, it's wet and it's cold. And, and, and it's, it's all about the hurricane, but it comes from that space and then I write it. So I always say to clients that I work with, Don't look at me. You need to write the speech. We need to see where it's going. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just take an idea out of a hat and we go, yeah, I'll start with this story and then I'll tell them this and I'll tell them that. And before you know it, 10 minutes has passed and you've lost everyone in the room. You haven't kept them on the edge of their seats when you needed to. And you didn't give that time to pause and let them ponder.
1: Love it. Love it. Excellent okay so getting started the most important thing is that we want to grab their attention straight away you can share a story you can it could be a joke couldn't it an interesting statistic anything to grab their attention so those are good things what should we not do
0: <laughs> what should we not do Yes. wanting to be funny <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to be funny or believing that we can just become a comedian overnight. <laughs> that when, whenever we put on that, that other self and it's not us, people in the room smell it. We, they, they can spot a fake from afar. So they, they know what's happening. And sometimes we work so hard at being funny, it shows that there's a lack of confidence here. or you're not fully prepared and I I just think when you connect with people from the heart and from a place where you know who you are you can't pull the wool over their eyes (laughs) you can't you can't
1: do it that is so brilliant I I think it's so true I've never thought about that but I've seen a lot of people go up and do it And, and I stay well clear of this because I am not a funny man. I like to have fun, but I can't tell a joke. And invariably, I, I, I screw the joke up, or I forget the ending, or I'll yeah. say the ending at the beginning, and like you know, it would just be a complete mess. And and sometimes you get people who stand up and they think they are the greatest comedian, but it's dire. And I'm not putting anybody off here. I don't want to put anybody off from going out and having a great career as a comedian. Or if you <laughs> you are naturally funny, do it as brilliant. But I think that you're right because there's a lot of us who try to be something that we're not and when we do that then sometimes it doesn't pay off and it's it's just awful it's painful
0: yeah if you show up authentically people will see the humor there and 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 just go with your talk
1: and I think that's the thing is that when you as you say sharp authentically I like that and when you do that and you just focus on having fun with it, then, I mean, we've laughed today. I'm, you know, i enjoying this conversation. <laughs> so when you just look at have fun during the conversation or during the talk, then that's when we can be funny most naturally, yeah? Yes. Right. Love that. I have to say, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, in terms of screwing things up and getting it wrong to start with, you see this all the time, it's a bit of, if you're listening to this right now, so please don't do this. <laughs> don't don't start up and by saying I'm nervous yeah. um, I've never done this before
0: yes or um, I, I'm sorry but I had a hangover last night <laughs> 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 because you want to you want to show them that you're actually so cool yeah, yeah. or yeah and anything you're giving off I, I remember I, I was at the gym one day and the body pump instructor did the show up and they asked someone to cover for him. And the one thing she said at the start was, everyone, we all set up, everybody had their weights ready to do the pump track. And she she looked at everyone and said, I've never done this before, so I'll be totally rubbish. And I think right away, everybody thinks, yeah, it's going to be a crap class. (laughs) Whereas if she just went on with it and said, grab your weights, (laughs) play the music. So you have to, sometimes we we have to, we have to hold back. We, We don't live perfect lives. Sometimes we have pressures outside of what we can control.
1: Yeah.
0: But if you believe in that message and you understand who you're serving and how long you should be there, you can get that
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So there's some things to do there. There's some things not to do. We don't want to stand up and apologize. I mean, that's the, that's the worst thing because essentially you're signaling to everybody that this is going to be a bit rubbish. The other yeah. thing that's what well, I think this is a big mistake is to stand up and say, today I'm going to talk about. It's not such a big mistake. But it's yeah. a little bit boring, and I just think, well, yeah. go on then, talk about it then. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> tell me you're going to talk about it. Talk about it. Just start at the beginning and get yeah. into the story as, as quickly as possible.
0: It's Yes, yeah, some, some people, there are people like you in the audience who just want to get going right yeah. away. And, and even if you started like that, you, you can still put the right energy in your voice to excite them. Yeah. Because I've given talks and I've seen real serious people in the audience with pen and paper. Have, have you seen that before? Oh yes. You're giving a talk and someone is there taking notes. Oh, <laughs> and you have to appreciate that everyone in the room is different and they want to be served differently. Yeah. And when I see someone taking notes, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's really good that I prepared this. <laughs> So they can, yeah. they can write down their takeaways because that's how that part of your audience will feel served. Yeah.
1: Okay. Tell us about speaking tips. Speaking what tips. can we do to be better speakers? The, the real truth is
0: practice more. <laughs> Sometimes laugh at yourself because we don't come here perfectly. We don't. Yeah. But if you have if you have to deliver a talk somewhere don't don't wait until the week before because some i truly believe that some days we we are more creative than other days some days we are more relaxed some days we have less personal worries and pressures so get that talk ready way in advance if you practice ahead of time and have maybe so a, a few little things in your not in your purse, but just, just be, be aware that on the day you might have a runny nose, tickly throat. These things, little things, will, will cause you not to show up as confident as you want.
1: Yeah.
0: Even this morning, Clive, before we step on, I sometimes have an issue with coughs and colds. And I made myself a little pot of honey and lime. Honey and lime keeps the mouth really moist. And anything that's in the throat, it will just move it, move it along the way. If you understand little ways of really feeling comfortable within yourself, getting that message way ahead of time and popping it into your voice recorder. We all have an iPhone now. If you pop it into your voice recorder, you'll really hear yourself and stand in front of the mirror. Don't take any shortcuts. Sorry, for women, I always say, speak in the shoes, the pair of shoes you'll wear on stage. <laughs> Do it beforehand. That's Imagine really interesting. Wobbling on high heels. And yes, when I, when I work with, with you, that's, that's what we look at. It's not just the message that makes you feel good. If you're going to speak and you have a headache, a cough and a cold, blocked nose, just not feeling good. One of the, the things I always say is make sure you have a very good night's sleep the night before, because when your nerves or your nervous system feels replenished and rested, there's nothing, nothing can beat that. You stand on stage and you can you can step into the creative flow. In other words, you're up there, you're speaking, someone raised their hand. You can say, yes, how can I help? Or you can... Get back to them at a later time without your presentation seeming rushed or horrid or just full of frustration.
1: Yeah. Okay, there's some really good stuff there. There's, uh, you, you mentioned about the, the lozenges or whatever it is that you do. Yes. Uh, I, I remember I was talking before and you said, look after your mouth. Yes. Your mouth
0: keep... needs to feel moist. <laughs> it shouldn't feel dry. I have my glass of water here just in case I have an itchy throat. But there, there are lots of stuff you can get out there. Um, there is good old vocal zone. Have you heard of vocal zone? No, I haven't, no. It, it really helps you if you're having a sore throat and you have to extend your voice on the day. And Holland uh, and Barrett, they sell a tea called Yogi Tea. Wow. And, and it's for the throat it's to support the throat and soothe it and one of the things you can do especially in the winter months is keep your 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 neck warm that's the energy of the throat keep it warm yeah <laughs> Yes, you have to protect it just like the opera singers,
1: <laughs> even though I can't sing. <laughs> it's funny, I coach a few um, people in the entertainment industry and, and and they are very particular about looking after their voice. I always thought, well, I suppose it's like the drama of being in, a, in, in an industry like that. But I guess the, the more I've sort of learned about it, the more I realised that actually, yes, this is their best tool and... Yes, all of us. It's a it's best tool, really. Is that we just have to look after it. Yeah, we do, we do. We do. What you're talking about here is is kind of the fine detail here. So look after your voice. I was interested to hear you say about wear what you wear. Like when you practice, wear what you're going to wear when you're on stage. So we can actually start putting ourselves in that place. Any other little tips here so that you can be fully present, fully focused on your message, but not get distracted with things.
0: Yes. And the other thing I'll say is understand what makes you feel relaxed. So
1: yeah.
0: I, I had a client recently delivering a, a small event at the at a pub and I could tell he, he was feeling so pressured. He was saying to me, well, I won't be introducing them anymore or they have written their own introduction. And I said to him, maybe you should go for a, a light exercise before. Light exercise. And one of the things that you can do as well before delivering a speech is not bombarding your your brain with other stuff like heavy reading, listening to loud music. Have some downtime. If you practice meditation, just sit quietly for 10 minutes. If you enter the room early and you realize there's too much noise and people aren't settled, you can take yourself from that space. Take you, because you are there to show up and be your best. You can take yourself from that and to sit calmly and quietly. And I also suggest box breathing.
1: What, what's that?
0: It's, it's breathing on the count of four, inhaling and exhaling to get air under the diaphragm.
1: Okay. So we, yes. yeah, talk us through that a little bit more, would you?
0: It's, it's like anyone who does Pilates will, or, or yoga will know about boxed breathing. And it's, it's one way to be grounded and calm when you enter a room and for people like us, you can sit in the car, sit up, breathe in slowly on the count of four, breathe out slowly on the count of four. And you do that four times. When you hit the stage and your heart starts to beat, box breathing will really make you feel centred. It's really good. A really good exercise and practice.
1: So it's uh, four seconds, breathing in for four seconds, fully expanding the the chest and the diaphragm. Yes. um, And then you let it out for four seconds. And if you do that two or three times, then you're going to fully oxygenate your body so that you are at a prime position to go out and speak
0: really helps and you can put through so you're delivering a 10 minutes you're delivering a keynote or even a network event because our lives we're always rushing rushing here rushing there if you just take that that few minutes to just stay calm and hold yourself you get there and you're fine you're good to go
1: yeah wonderful yeah. Kayla, thanks so much for sharing all of that. And there's so many tips there. I'm sure it's going to be valuable for anybody listening right now. And, and for those who are, I know that you teach, you coach people around presentation skills. How can they get hold of you?
0: You can find me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And my website is now launched. Woohoo! <laughs> my website is launched. So you can look for me at kaylaconley.com. And any questions at all, you can as I say, message me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And there, there are lots of videos if you want to watch videos of various types, like how to ooze confidence. Oh. <laughs> like, ooze. confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that, how to
0: ooze. <laughs> and it pulls people into your, your world. It's, it's, it's just four letters, isn't it? Or five, ooze. And people get it, but I love onomatopoeias. <laughs> I do uh. like them, I do like them. <laughs>
1: okay I love that I love that so if you want to find out more about Kayla then uh, do look her up what I'm going to do is I'm going to put your links to your website as well as all your social links Facebook or anything else like that that you're on we'll make sure that we get those on the uh on the show notes page so if you want that as well as links to other things so what I'll do is I'll look up the Holland and Barrett products that you were talking about there was two yeah. products that you mentioned the Yogi Tea and the Vocal Zone. Sure. So we'll look those up and we'll make sure that we put links to those on the show notes page. You can go away and find those. Anything that you, that you want to follow up from today, check it out on our show notes page, which is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 42. There's everything you need there. You'll also find a link to our Facebook group and in the right where you can come and continue having conversations with me. And Kayla's in the group as well, aren't you, Kayla? Yeah, I think so.
0: I'll check. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, um, if, she's, if she's not, she will be. We'll get her in the group and uh, come up with a conversation with us there. Love to know what you think. You know, Are you using public speaking yourself? Or are you going to do it the first time? Just let us know where you're at and uh, what your intentions are. I do encourage you to go away and do something with this. Uh, honestly, genuinely believe that public speaking is one of the best ways to promote yourself and promote your business, and you'll build confidence, and you'll get... You know, it's essentially a great way to practice your messaging, which is the key skill in sales and marketing and just you know, connecting yeah. with people. It's really, really It will important.
0: separate you from your competitors. We're, we're right. not all the same. We all deliver our products or services differently. And, and that's how you can set the path forward.
1: We are going to be back next time with more of the same, more tips and strategies for you to grow your business. And we'll break it down for you and make it nice and easy. Until next time, take care of yourself. Here's to you and your highly effective business.